Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Podcast starring Dave Schilling, Bethlehem Schultz, Ty Keenan, Forever's Birds, Joey Devine, Doctor Lawyer Indian Chief, Rakowski, Carter Blanchard. John Keane, Silverbird 5000, Brown Recluse Esquire, Special Guest Eric Freeman, Musical Guest Jazz, and now the host of Brown Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, guys. We're back from Summer League with a very special Skype cast on the Round Ball Rock Podcast Network. We're just one podcast. We're not a network. Anyway, and we've got a very special guest, writer for Yahoo's Ball Don't Lie and Free Darko and the classical Eric Freeman. Eric, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. Uh, I've been sick for about a week now. So I'm hoping that, you know, I, I sound okay and that I'm happy to be here. And also I will be at Yahoo Sports for a total of about two more days. Um, so it's possible that by the time you listen to this, I will not be at Yahoo Sports anymore. <laughs> so that that's, you know, it's an exciting game for all the listeners out there. Yeah, it's, it's, a, pretty, it's a pretty sweet shell game. Also, won't it be Oath's Ball Don't Lie soon anyway? No, no, no. It, it <laughs> will be called Yahoo still. Uh, well, that's good to know. It's, Sean it's at, King. Oh, yeah. go ahead. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, please keep, Sean King? keep the show going. Hey, how's it going? Uh, big, How are you doing, Sean? I'm good. I'm good. I'm a big Oath fan, so I'm a little disappointed by that not name, but I understand it's a corporate thing. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Back in Los Angeles. Uh, guys, 
did you know we have a Twitter handle that you can tweet us at? No way. I know, right? It's at Round Rock Pod. Uh, and we haven't been getting enough tweets, so tweet at us some more. We need questions now that things are dying down. Send us your Jack Cooley questions. Uh, also, you can always email us at roundballrockpodcast at gmail.com with more questions. And leave us a review, a five-star reviews at iTunes. We are two away. Eric, did you, have you, do you know what happens when we get to 50 reviews on iTunes? Absolutely not. Uh, we are recording a commentary track, uh, track for the Billy Crystal, George Mirasan movie, My Giant. It now, so I haven't seen that movie. Is Neither have I. I don't think they play any basketball in it. Right. Dave claims it's about white slavery, which is why what? we're watching it. Yeah, because Billy Crystal owns a giant. It's his giant. I believe that is the premise of the movie. I still haven't seen it, but I'm pretty sure uh, I know what that is. I I like that you have an actor who played an NBA referee in a movie and an actual NBA basketball player. Yeah, and actually... But the movie isn't about basketball whatsoever. Right. Yeah, it's, it's about, about human giants. trafficking, right? Yeah. <laughs> and gigantism. You know... Eddie, it, there, there is a scene in the movie Running Scared, which is a Billy Crystal, Gregory Hines buddy cop movie that everyone was clamoring for in the early 80s. Uh, <laughs> and the beginning of the movie is basically Billy Crystal laying out the principles of a pace and space offense while watching a pickup game. It's pretty great. Is like, he trying to make uh, uh, Gregory Hines be like a stretch four? Uh, he's just ripping on some dudes who are playing, and then he joins the game and I believe gets immediately punched in the face for being so obnoxious. And he's like 5'3", so I don't know where he's coming from. But he's a big Clipper fan, so he's seen a lot speaking of really of that, <laughs> Speaking of that, I don't know if you guys saw this, but when Chris Paul moved to the Rockets, he placed a personal phone call to Billy Crystal. No way. I swear to God. I saw he, it yesterday. <laughs> did he call Penny Marshall, too? He didn't say, but I have to think. <sighs> Man. Now, the, he, he called Bill Simmons. <laughs> he called... Uh, Frankie Muniz. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all, he called, of all course, the big Shelley Clipper. Sterling, the number one Clippers fan for life. That's true. He's legally obligated to do that in terms of the sale. I like imagining Steve Ballmer's reaction when he heard Chris Paul wanted to leave, just because I imagine it was just like a lot of just fists waving in the air and him just going, no, no. See, I, I think he reacts to everything really positively. Oh, so he said like, yeah, this is great. We lost our best player. <laughs> I have a mascot still. Everything's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, what if they? What if Chris Paul had demanded that Chuck the Condor come with him to Houston? Do, do the Clippers still agree to the sign-and-trade? Um, I'm going to say no. Is it a trade of the mascots? Because the Rockets mascot is actually pretty good. Yeah, he's so. way oh, better. Oh, that bear? Is he Clutch? Is that Clutch the bear? Mm -hmm. That is Clutch the bear, yeah. He's really good in uh, NBA Showtime, too. 
just bombs threes. See, I was assuming that the Rockets mascot was actually uh, Patrick Beverly. So I was like, what are you guys talking about? They did trade their mascot. See, that, that's that's actually an interesting thing because my fiance, her favorite player, is Patrick Beverly. So in the when, entire NBA, I yes, I wow. swear. So when when the trade happened, I got a text from her, and and she referred to it as the Patrick Beverly trade. <laughs> <laughs> That is amazing. What does she? Why does she love Patrick Beverly so much? So she hadn't ever watched like a whole basketball game before uh, we dated. So the first game that I think she ever watched most of was one of the playoff games uh, between the Blazers and the Rockets in that series a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, she was asking me about the players, so I described Patrick Beverly. I said, you know, he's a he's a hard uh, worker. He had to play in Europe a couple of years, and she just decided this this is my guy. <laughs> in 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 fact, I know that it's his uh, birthday right now. Oh, happy birthday, Patrick Beverly. Yeah, it's also my fiance's brother's birthday, oh, which uh, she is less interested in. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I fully expect that Patrick Beverly will knee a birthday cake in its crotch to celebrate his special day. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I had to explain to her that he, he, he just... In, injures people all the time and she said well you know he he gets excited out there it's gonna happen i kind of agree with that actually he just he has a lot of energy you know i don't know i generally kind of view i mean i like patrick beverly a lot too but i always am like oh this guy's like Derek fisher if he didn't pretend he was also a good person for years (laughs) Like, Patrick Beverly does all the same dirty shit Derek Fisher did without any of the pretense of being, like, uh, a nice guy. I, I prefer that, though, personally. Oh, 100%. Derek Fisher's the worst. <laughs> uh, all right. Guys, we did get one email, which is why I brought up the contact info before. And I think it's a pretty good one. It's from Jeff in SF. And it says, question... If you were in an NBA death pool, who would you take in the first round of the draft? Do you go with a safe old guy pick like Bill Russell or roll the dice with someone like Delonte West or Antoine Walker? This is a bit of a dark question. It's a terrible question. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I'm comfortable answering this. Yeah, me. (laughs) I feel like it's wishing something bad on... I mean... I would say you almost want to just pick somebody who's in cart like like again I don't want anything bad to happen but Mookie Blaylock is incarcerated right now and that mm-hmm. seems like the most dangerous environment that any former NBA player like lives in um I mean I don't know like I feel like Nikola Pekovic could 
get like a revenge killing from one of the many people he has assassinated in his life before. So that's kind of a, a pick. I don't know. I'll tell you who I wouldn't take. I wouldn't take Rick Barry because that bastard is going to live forever. He's um. going to live forever. He's absolutely <laughs> going to live forever. He's going to be wearing that 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 ugly jacket that he wore at Oracle. Like I, I don't even know how old he's going to be. He has a kid who's like eighteen. Yeah, right now. Canyonberry, I believe his name is. Yeah. Um, and Rick Barry has. He his hair is just aggressively orange right now. That weird mm-hmm. uh, hair dye thing that sometimes guys in their seventies decide to do. Where it's like, you know what? This should be the color of like candy corn. That's what that's what my <laughs> hair should be. So I will look well, very he, young. He got uh, hair transplant though. Yeah, he was a very famous Bosley medical. Uh, I believe it was Bosley, the medical hair tra- transplant guy. He used to talk about it on his old radio show. Uh, by the way, his team, the Ball Hogs, are currently one and two in the Big Three. Uh, How do you know so much about Big Three? Uh, I write two columns a week about the Big Three for Yard Barker right now. Wow. <laughs> and since I had to take over the preview column because somebody, because a writer uh, had a baby, and now... I've gotten really into handicapping the games, and so uh, I was I was so thrilled by the uh, the Chauncey Billups Stephen Jackson team getting it together and vindicating my faith. But uh, Mahmoud Abdul Rauf was balling out of control this weekend. He was insane. <laughs> he was really really good. He's forty eight years old. His beard is super gray, and he's just kicking ass. It's awesome. Also, Al Harrington has a game-winning shot in all three games, which is pretty great, too. Well, we we all said that, you know. <laughs> we said, who's when, when I think who's, who's really, really clutch, I think uh, Al Harrington. Yeah. Well, and the, uh, the other thing that's coming up is the gigantic advantage that uh, dudes who are just in their late 30s rather than early 40s have – uh, there's a t- the the Bonzi Wells team is like all 39 and over guys, and every single game they get super exhausted in the second half and just like <laughs> fall apart. <laughs> so like Rashad McCants is dominating the league, and part of it is because he's only 32, and so he's like the fastest guy and also the strongest guy somehow. It's great. Oh, also Charles Oakley got the first coach technical. This week, wow! Um, it was Oak, not uh, I. Would have assumed Gary Payton. Payton had like three already. Yeah, and well, it, it's there have not been that many, but Stephen Jackson has a flagrant and a technical foul. <laughs> <laughs> he flagrant fouled Katino Mobley at the end of the game to lose the game in week two. <laughs> anyway, sorry, that was a lot of big three Jack. top. <laughs> a lot of big three talk. I think it's going to be uh, like a We Believe final. It's going to be Al Harrington's team and the Stack Jack Chauncey Billups team in the finals. I'm picking I would it now. probably watch that, honestly. It's 100%. Yeah, their yeah. team's fun to watch because uh, I think they also have Ivan Johnson, and he's he's just been a, a force. 
until he gets kicked out. Right. For, right. For stabbing until he gets a guy. From the league. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, what needs to happen is Ivan Johnson needs to fight Charles Oakley. Right. Oh. Uh, well, that's his. Yeah, that is his coach. But, oh man! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the <laughs> toughest team. I think in the that league. makes it more likely. <laughs> <laughs> I think that makes it more likely, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think I think Rick Barry is the coach most likely to hit somebody, though. Still, even with Charles Oakley there, but oh, he's yeah. he's more likely to hit one of his old players, like a college football coach from the '60s. You know, yeah, like Bobby Knight. Like he's gonna slap <laughs> Brian Scalabrini across the face during a game. I can tell. All right, let's talk about <laughs> summer league. Um. Sean and I were there, although we did miss, I, I got to say, I was very depressed that we talked all this shit about this Lakers player named Alex Caruso. Yeah. And then on Monday night, he had like the Jeremy Lin summer league game. Yeah. I mean, our take was that he was like, we, we got mad at him and Vander Blue from taking the ball away from the Lakers young guards and I think we said that Alex Caruso was most likely just a narc that was trying to 21 jump street because <laughs> his his hair is kind of balding anyway uh he just dumb yeah he's money. balding and he wears a fake mustache yeah in in retrospect I think we should have been all about him honestly yeah because he kind of looks like Cochise <laughs> from the sabotage video <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he had like 24 points and 12 assists or something crazy oh, yeah. on Monday, and I was against De'Aaron Fox, and I was just super upset to have missed it. Um, uh, Eric, have you gone to Summer League a lot? No. Uh, I So I went to Las Vegas about twice a year, every year until I was 18 or so, because my grandparents lived there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I try to avoid going there at every opportunity. <laughs> I do not like Vegas. I've seen every hotel, every casino, like multiple times, and I have no interest in it anymore. <laughs> I've been to the Excalibur show. Um, I've been to a show called EFX. I don't know if you guys have heard of that one. Uh, it was big in like the mid nineties, I want to say, uh-huh. um, starred, uh, let's see, it was David Cassidy, I believe. Oh, Jesus. Uh, I've seen <laughs> Siegfried and Roy. I've seen all, all the shows because that's <laughs> all you do there when you're underage and <laughs> you don't have any other, mm-hmm. you know, and opportunities you- or anything else. And if you tried to walk anywhere, you would just die in yes. the heat. So yeah. yeah. But um, question: Have you been mind freaked yet? No, I haven't seen mind freak. <laughs> I used to watch uh, the show often, uh-huh. um, <laughs> with uh, my friend who also who also wrote for um, FD actually. But uh, we used to watch that a lot in like 2008 or so. And then I think it got canceled, and I'm not sure why, because I love that show. I also loved it. It was so funny to watch, like, camera tricks be treated like they were magic in real time. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's like, he's walking in midair. <laughs> I've heard that his... How did he do it? <laughs> I've heard that his live show has a lot of videos in it. And the audience <laughs> is kind of like, uh, congratulations? That's... <laughs> like, we've seen movies before, but... Yeah. Uh, well, we were in Vegas. We loved it. We ate so much 1095 prime rib. Oh, that was such uh, a deal. Saw so much terrible basketball. Uh, but my favorite thing we saw was Vivek Ranadive sitting next to Vladi Divac, where in my notes, Sean has it <laughs> that it, uh, he looked like Vlade's adopted son, but I felt like he looked more like some kind of twisted rolled doll pair. Oh, oh, like, yeah, like, like... Like the, the BFG. It was like the <laughs> BFG with with 60-year-old men. <laughs> they're, two, they're two, like, angry farmers who are trying to catch Mr. Fox, and one of them's very yeah. tall and one's very small. <laughs> they, them sitting next to each other is fantastic. They watched... We really tried to... We thought... I don't know if this is correct or not, but we kind of felt like Vivek might be uh, suggestible... Yeah, so easily we, swayed by the crowd. So we really, really tried to get everybody to rally behind 26-year-old journeyman power forward Jack Cooley. Um, I don't I don't know if Vivek would have reacted to the fan excitement about him, but uh, if he signs, I, I'm going to be very It's happy. because of us. It's I started us. a We Want Cooley chant at one point. <laughs> Wait, so did, did he actually play oh yeah he was awesome actually oh, okay. like legitimately i mean not le- you know he's like what you'd think a giant 26 year old journeyman did which was just like set screens and rebound aggressively oh yeah uh, that sounds awesome yeah he was great <laughs> <laughs> but yeah because vivek was there the entire crowd at one point just started going like coolie <laughs> he was on the bench. Well, yeah, like like signed. by the by the end of the game, it honestly <laughs> sounded like people were like yelling to a pet that was being in danger of being like washed out to sea, just like coolie. How, how much are the tickets to go to summer league? Thirty bucks, and you get four games basically. I mean, there's eight games going on, but you. I think pick for the it. $8 could have been spent doing something better with your time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was certainly the case when we saw Portland's Summer League team, which was the easily the saddest summer team we saw. Yeah, who who's on that team? Yeah, Sean, do you want to run us through the Portland Summer League roster? Yeah, well, I mean, they've got... It's just amazing. Well, they first of all, they start... Three white guys, which was, we saw them play the Celtics, and you could see the Celtics fans being like, I don't know, something about the hustle on this Portland team is speaking to me. Uh, They have a Jordan, a Josh, a Jake, a Caleb, two Pats, and a Zach, which is like... Like like a boy I mean, band. Sounds like a Portland team. Yeah, a boy band <laughs> and a full set of understudies with those. Names. It was the most Portland team of all time. They also had an RJ. Yes. Don't forget. <laughs> so we we just assumed that the Gatorade cooler on the bench was full of cold brew, 
And uh, Zach Collins, their number 10 pick in the draft, was terrible. Uh, He might have been nervous. He's from Vegas, but uh, he just was not scoring or blocking shots. I think it's a problem if you're playing in summer league and you get really nervous because it's in (laughs) (laughs) That's probably not a good sign. (laughs) Yeah, just the crowd at the Thomas and Mack Center spooks you. It's not good. Yeah, that that seems like like he played in the final four, but he's really <laughs> nervous to be playing at the Thomas and Mack Center. Yeah, for summer league. <laughs> he uh, he was not encouraging that whole that whole team. Well, but like I don't think it really means anything if you play poorly at summer league. No, no it no, does no, not. No, no, I do actually have a theory. I've been to summer league a lot now. And I actually have a theory that if you play too well, it's a bad sign. Yeah. I, because... I think... Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I, no, I, no, go ahead. I don't mean to hijack your theory here, but <laughs> I feel like if you play too well, it means that you're trying harder than the guys who, like, know that they're on the team. Right. Yeah. Like, well, and also Summer League, I feel like it's a very specific. The things that look good in Summer League are um, people who are just shooting all the time and making shots. Uh, so, like, guys like Marco Bellinelli and Anthony Randolph and Anthony Morrow, very specifically, just in my personal fan base, <laughs> were guys that we were all thought were awesome after Summer League. <laughs> Because they destroyed Summer League. Where, like, Steph Curry was terrible in Summer League. <laughs> so you're saying Jason Tatum needs to be concerned? I, I worry about Jason Tatum a little bit based on what I watched him do, which was just shoot every single time he touched the ball. And they went in, but uh, I would like to see him do other things, too. Fair. Well, but but also, like, I'm not sure he has to really do anything else. It's uh, like how he plays here at summer league won't mm-hmm. really have an effect on how he plays when he, when he plays <clears throat> in actual games. Right. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So like, who cares? I, I just, <laughs> I kind of, the point of going to summer league is just being, I want to be, you know, a NBA uh, diehard, and mm-hmm. I want to watch the, all these guys uh, play b- before anybody else does, and I don't know. I'll have a good time, and that's it. Well, and in some cases, like mine, you get to see something truly bizarre, which is I am one of probably, like, I'm going to say 65 people who actually saw Royce White play a professional basketball game. Oh. (laughs) Because for some reason he did play in Summer League and then did not play NBA basketball. Well, they had – Vegas has excellent bus service, so he was able to get there without using a plane. Um, I feel bad for that guy, man. Me too. He ruled. I – I have, like, anxiety issues, too, and, like, I get it, but also, he was kind of a pain in the ass in a lot of ways, too. <laughs> like, 
I just, you know, he, it just, you see this often, but like, if you're good at basketball, but you clearly don't want to play. Yes. Like, it sucks. Yes. Because everybody's, you know, putting all, all the pressure on you for, to, to be a all-star or whatever. And it's just, he didn't want to. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the Larry Sanders. <laughs> I think that's the Larry Sanders thing too. Just a guy who just legitimately does not enjoy the sport of basketball. Like, I'm sure he never watches games, or yeah, he just happened to get really tall unexpectedly, and he had no choice. Exactly. It sucks. <laughs> That's so insightful, but like it, it just sucks. Um, meanwhile, you know who didn't suck in summer league, and who I now, I'm calling it right now. This guy's gonna win the rookie of the year. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. was. Oh, I would awesome. love to talk about Dennis Smith Jr. <laughs> he watching him, I was like, oh man, this guy's a free Darko player. <laughs> See what what I really love about him is he seems like he would have been the best player in the NBA, like... In, like, 1997. Like, yes, which is exactly <laughs> the kind of player that I like. Like, he he is perfect to me. He is everything <laughs> that I want a point guard to be. Like, he's an iffy passer, but he loves to jump and he loves to dunk, and that's all I care about. I gotta be honest. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. And honestly, his in summer league at least his passing didn't look as if oh, he, as I he, thought it was going to be. He can pass fine, but like he just like that's a thing that he kind of has to do. Right. He, oh, one hundred percent. And uh, unfortunately, he's playing for a coach who hates point guards who who play like that. So. <laughs> Except they immediately named him the starter on draft night. So, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen there. <laughs> well, I mean, over Yogi Ferrell and J.J. Barea. <laughs> I, I like that he, he, like, went out of his way to go after guys that were drafted ahead of him, too. Like, he just, there was a point when he had um, Dragon Bender on him, and he... Uh, waited for a screen so he could be guarded by Josh Jackson just so he could try to dunk on him. Oh, I <laughs> thought you were going to say he went after Bender even though he was drafted last. No, he... he I had... mean, he, he did keep going after Bender, but specifically a couple of times he was like, too easy, give me Jackson. Yeah. Uh, and he... I, I can't wait for them to play the Bulls because he is going to just seek out Markinen over and over again <laughs> and just yeah try to dunk on him basically well in fairness though he could basically go after any player on, yes. on the bulls and <laughs> be okay so the bulls ha- were their summer league team was basically their rotation this year and they were getting destroyed by everyone <laughs> Yeah, they yeah, um, they're they're they, gonna win like twelve games. 
Uh, there was a game when Denzel Valentine and Markinen combined to shoot two for twenty-five from the field <laughs> in a in a league where there is not a great deal of defense. All right. That's enough about Summer League. Uh, Let's talk some news. We have some news today. This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. Um, The Lakers signed Contavious Caldwell-Pope for one year... At $18 million. So my question about this for you guys is, is Contavious Caldwell-Pope good at anything? Isn't he really good on defense? Yeah, he's good defensively and he's a good outside shooter and that's, like, what he is. Then why did this happen to him, though, is my question. Like, it kind of seemed like... Everyone was like, yeah, of course Contavious Caldwell-Pope is just going to get paid. And then he didn't get paid. And then he also just sat there. And it's it's just, it seems weird to me. So I think it's that, like, the teams for which he's a particularly useful player either didn't have the cap space or they have problems that, you know, can't really be uh, uh, dealt with by adding a player like him. Yeah, uh, that makes a lot of sense. I Because I think he's really good. Like, he's a guy, to me, who, like, he, like, have, being a Warrior fan, like, he's one of the guys that actually bothers Steph Curry in the league. I I would say he'll get a place on a really good team after he signs his contract next year. Yeah, he's makes a, sense. He's the kind of guy who will be particularly useful when he's like older. Yeah, yeah. I think I think he also got screwed by being a restricted free agent instead of an unrestricted free agent because uh, teams that wanted to take a shot at him kind of thought the Pistons were going to match or it's just weird because it it doesn't really make any sense for the Nets to sign him now as opposed to next year when they could just sign him and I think the same thing's true for like the Hawks or the Bulls like those teams just uh would just wait I think the Hawks are probably going to tank and um well actually maybe they won't tank but 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 a lot of the teams that had money, um, you know, are like the Nets, who just don't really care. They'd rather get a pick or, you know, whatever they're getting for their cap space instead. But he's still only going to be, he's going to turn 25 next season. Mm-hmm. So that's not that bad. So, Sean, do you think he stole Alex Caruso's spot? Yes, 100%. Caruso heavy pod, but... <laughs> Uh, and and it, it makes a lot of sense, too, just because inevitably, I don't, I don't know, it just gives the Lakers the option of seeing him play there. They don't have their pick next year anyway, so they might as well try to kind of win games. He'll help their defense, and they still, 
to make big moves still have to get rid of Jordan Clarkson and Luol Dang anyway. So this doesn't really change anything long term, but it's a pretty good. I mean, this is like the best guy they could have possibly added. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think it's the kind of move that like good for him in the absence of a long term deal. Um, and it's good for the team because, you know, he can play D. He'll he'll help out uh, Lonzo, hopefully. Um, and then, you know, he he can head elsewhere next year. Yeah, I think it's a yeah. good deal. Um, I mean, I'm happy for him, I guess. Um, I don't know what the Pistons are doing. There was that rumor where they're going to trade Reggie Jackson for, like, nothing, which Reggie Jackson is not my favorite player, but you'd think you'd want to get something for him. So uh, I I assume that we would discuss them because of the KCP deal, and I, I thought, I don't think I watched them one time last year. <laughs> they were especially depressing last year, for They sure. didn't have anything of interest the 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 only interesting thing that happened is that there was like a week in december where after every game every press conference svg would basically just say i i hate coaching this team (laughs) well he also denounced the fans of detroit and basically everybody in michigan after trump got elected like he he literally said like i can't look these fans in the face knowing that they voted for Donald Trump in Michigan, which was, I've never seen a coach. That's some like mid eighties <laughs> baseball manager stuff. where you just denounce all the season ticket holders all the time. Yeah. I, I got the sense that he's not happy that uh, he chose them. And he's got so much power that he's, he's dismantling this team, but it's basically all guys. It's basically just a team. Yeah. He built. I think he inherited KCP and Drummond. Right. But everybody else is like, Reggie Jackson's a guy he traded for. Morris was a guy he traded for. And he's just trying to undo all his own decisions, basically. Uh, I bet he does not regret waving Josh Smith, though. No. <laughs> Who I think they're still paying for the next five years. Is that true? <laughs> uh, is he in the big three yet? I think they've, they only have, like... <laughs> He would rule. <laughs> he would be a great big three. He would be player. really good. I still love Josh Smith. Oh well, me too. But I mean, he, <laughs> he would be really good in big three. Isn't he going to join the Warriors next year on a minimum <laughs> deal? Yeah, after Nick join. Young leaves, Nick Young, and uh, <laughs> all the degenerates who are going to win a title with the Warriors. <laughs> Yeah, let's just the Warriors should just start doing that, just signing all the worst guys. <laughs> and just they're all <laughs> redeemed by the end because they don't really have any responsibilities. And... Delonte West is gonna be an NBA champion. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That would be the ultimate yeah, revenge that's against true. LeBron. I think this is gonna happen, guys. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that I love the most about the Nick Young signing was like afterwards they were like, well, you know, we talked to Luke Walton. He said he really turned things around. He was in a contract year. (laughs) (laughs) Of course he turned things around. He wanted to get paid. He wanted to get a championship. And even then, I mean, 
they were talking about his great improvement on defense, and it was like, okay, the Lakers were still the worst defense in the NBA, so whatever he did didn't matter that much. Yeah, but, you know, he's he's going to have a game this year where he makes, like, eight threes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, he could have a playoff game this year where that happens. He's not going to play that much in a playoff game. Come on. I just, like, in a blowout or something. He could do that. It's like, I remember, didn't didn't one year, I think it might have been the Warriors championship, or no, it was the year before, didn't Jordan Crawford have like 45 points in a game where they rested everyone for the Warriors? I want to say, that sounds right. Like, he just had all the ball handling responsibilities for whatever reason. Um, now, we had, there is actual news today where... The NBA made some rule changes, you guys. The NBA is dropping four timeouts per game and one timeout in the final two minutes. Yes, yeah, so you you get seven, and you can use them whenever you want in the game, but you used to get uh, nine, right? I don't <laughs> Do know. Do even know I, the rules I, I the NBA? Uh, zero clue what. Uh, yeah, it seems... <laughs> It seems okay. So I guess what they're doing is, yeah, uh, they got rid of 20-second timeouts, which is great because they were at least a minute long anyway, so it was kind of insulting that they would call them that. So all timeouts are now 75 seconds, and uh, they they don't have the under nine, the weird timeouts. There's just an automatic timeout after seven minutes and an automatic timeout after three minutes in every quarter, and... Uh, yeah, you only get two minutes. You, you, after that final automatic timeout, you only get two more timeouts. So this should at least make the end of games way faster. In theory. I'm not sure In theory, that it actually works. Uh, no, because it's the yeah. reviews are still the problem. Exactly. Not really the timeouts. That's actually, yeah, yeah. Reviews aren't just really long. They're terrible. They're so boring. <laughs> yeah. When like, do they actually change anything? Well, and also a lot of the time you're watching a guy like tip a ball, like two guys touch a ball at the same time that go out of bounds. <laughs> and it's like the more you watch the replay, you're just like, well, it's off one of these guys. <laughs> and by the yeah, by the end of a lot of these replays, you're not even sure who has the ball but you also have stopped exactly. believing in the concept it's so of boring truth. and it's just yeah. like why am i watching this from every conceivable angle <laughs> it's not clear what's going on or it was obvious like at, after the first one but they say oh well we have to look at it again to be sure because we need uh incontrovertible evidence or whatever <laughs> but like what does that mean you know, what is time? Yeah. What is <laughs> On the plus side for reviews, at least we got to see Steve Javi's sad sandwich that one time. That is my favorite thing. Of <laughs> I love to look at that table. I try to think if he has a sandwich on there, if he ate it already, what kind of sandwich was it? Was the order right? I mean, <laughs> He asked for no tomato, but and he's he got, got a tomato. <laughs> <I don't say. laughs> 
He's also he's kind of like a fireman because he could get uh, he could get called at any time to have to appear on camera. So I'm sure he just when he does eat, he's just shoving stuff into his mouth and eating it as fast as he but can. But he's always in the same spot From and some... he looks the exact same. Thing. So he, he spends eight hours every playoff night in like the same position. Uh huh. With the same look on his face. Eating probably the same food because, like, if he has some hot food or something, you know, he can't look, he can't look too red or anything like that. I just imagine the TV lights go on and he's just, like, this is this awful feeling in the pit of his stomach every time. It's just like, they don't even really need a ref to do it, particularly. Because it's usually like, yeah, it's off his hand. Like, I don't know, that might be a flagrant. Like, no one no one in the NBA knows what a flagrant foul is. And they're like, come on, Steve, pick a side. And he's like, I just want to see my family again. I've been in New Jersey for six months. I haven't spoken to my wife. Oh. I think they should move him out of Sea Caucus and just put him on like a Snowpiercer train. Oh, <laughs> that, that would just be great! Goes yeah. Forever. <laughs> that would be great. This is also, by the way, I think college basketball, in order to separate itself from the NBA, is going to add ten miles. <laughs> Not slow enough. Because if we need anything in the college game, it's, you know, we have to give the coaches more power. (laughs) 100%. Yeah, they also need to have, like, power (laughs) over their players now, too. It's not enough. I think they might, actually. I think think that's already there, guys. We don't even have to add that. (laughs) Um. Maybe Gordon Hayward had to go to Boston to play for Brad Stevens because he he has to sign any any form where Gordon Hayward wants to make money. <laughs> it's just you know? easier, you know. I, I don't have the facts. Yeah. You know, it's just easier. I do think having less timeouts is really gonna. <laughs> one of these coaches is gonna like really screw up all the time. I don't know who it is yet. But some team is never going to have timeouts in the last two minutes. It'll be the Clippers. I'm going to... Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm pretty confident that it will be the Clippers. Any coach that that will use a timeout just to yell at a ref, they're going to be in trouble. And that is absolutely the Clippers. Um, I could see it maybe being a problem for Greg Popovich. Because the Spurs are really into those like immediate timeouts to to shut guys down, and I wonder if I wonder if it, Pop will be able to. It do would that. be really funny if the only thing that made him a good coach was that he had those extra timeouts, <laughs> and it turns out that right. like, he sucks <laughs> if he only has a couple timeouts. <laughs> it's just Patty Mills running around the court disoriented, like I don't know what to do. We thought he was the best coach, but it turns out it was just the timeouts, guys. Yeah. Sort of like, oh, God, we're so old and unathletic. What happened? 
so one other rule change they had is uh, they moved the trade deadline to 10 days before All-Star Weekend. And I, I guess it's so players don't that are going to get traded aren't just asked questions about that all of All-Star Weekend. But uh, Joey and I independently <laughs> called it the same thing. Which is the Vlade Divac <laughs> Because the rumor last year was that the only reason Vlade Divac traded DeMarcus Cousins to the New Orleans Pelicans is because he saw Del Demps at All-Star Weekend. <laughs> yeah, the All-Star game was in New Orleans, so he's like, well, I guess, I guess we're just going to leave DeMarcus here. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of incredible that, that one man could change the direction of the league. <laughs> like that i i don't really understand what that would change though i don't either i don't know what what this is achieving either because it seems like almost all the teams want you to be able to make trades as late in the season as possible maybe it's a players association thing yeah like i think it would be easier on the players just from a like lifestyle perspective but Otherwise, I'm not really sure what it changes. Uh, And also, I think it's going to lead to less player movement, probably. Because so, uh, not that we've been getting a ton of player movement at the deadline lately, but it just always seemed to me like you'd hear like those big name, you know, your your Brian Windhorst's, your... uh, Wojnarowski's talk about how like so much that covering all-star for them was so much of like there's like a billion trade rumors going on because they're all there talking to each other mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. well I mean I think that means I that wonder- all-star weekend will will be returned to what it's all about and that's you know ads and uh, <laughs> right <laughs> Uh, yeah. The Jabberwockies. Um. It's all, all, all about the brand tie-ins now. <clears throat> Kevin Hart. It goes back to being about what <laughs> it truly for was Kevin meant Hart. for. Is Kevin Hart. <laughs> Kevin Hart wearing a Tissot watch, riding in a Kia. That's what you want. Um, the Cavs guys signed Chetty Osman. Who? Uh, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I, that, I didn't that know Turkish that that's guy. how you pronounced his name. Okay. I also didn't You're know welcome. that. Thank you, Joey. Uh, I thought he was named, like, CD. Uh, <laughs> I well, I mean, that, uh, he is going to be getting a lot of DNP CDs, would be my guess. So, oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, three years, $8 million. Uh, this is the youngest player the Cavs have signed in how long? Uh, since LeBron <laughs> got there, I would say. Yeah, he's oh, only wow. 22. Yeah. Uh, my question is, can he and Jeff Green play together? That's going to be a really important thing for them. <laughs> I can't talk about Jeff Green, guys. He just depresses me. <laughs> I once saw Jeff Green beat the Golden State Warriors on a buzzer beater. I wasn't at that game, but I watched it on TV. (laughs) So depressing. It's like the most depressing guy you could possibly see beat you. (laughs) 
That's one of the things about one of the wonderful things about being a lifelong Warriors fan is just the amount of incredibly mediocre NBA players who have broken your heart. And then you hear from Fitz just who like, says he's only a twenty five percent three point shooter and he has yeah, God, he just God keeps damn. happening against the Warriors. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's always like, I, <laughs> like that time Brandon Jennings scored 55 on them because they just kept yes. going under the screen. <laughs> and, and Bob Fitzgerald just kept talking about, like, this is the greatest shooting night of his life. <laughs> Was he also been in the NBA for like a week at that <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it beat the shooting performance he had off the bench for some Italian team. <laughs> well, I it it really stuck in my mind to the point that last year I was arguing, well, if anyone can come back from an Achilles tear, it's Brandon Jennings. Like, where did that come from? That one game. <laughs> of course he can't come back from an Achilles tear. <laughs> Uh, Tracy Murray <laughs> killed the... Uh, it's just... Oh, all right. Um, well, we could talk about how much we all dislike Bob Fitzgerald all day, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> but instead, let's talk about Dwayne Dedman, <laughs> who signed with the Atlanta Hawks for two years, $7 million a year. Um, do you really want to that, talk about think, this? Do you think... I got to be... <laughs> No, the only the only thing I have to say. (laughs) Well, the only thing that this makes me think of is you know how Josh Joe Smith had that illegal secret deal with the Timberwolves where he like took the minimum and then he was going to get paid. I kind of wonder if Coach Bud is just doing pop of (laughs) solid here, and it's like, well, Deadman signed for the minimum with the Spurs who won't give him a big contract afterwards, but the Hawks will. You know, like, they just make so many trades between those teams, and, yeah, like, that's them circumventing the salary (laughs) cap rules, basically. I mean, the only reason I wanted to talk about it, because he's a guy that people on Twitter talk about like he's, like, like a star-level player. (laughs) And yet... Nobody really wanted him. <laughs> and no one, it doesn't seem like anyone in the actual NBA particularly values him. And I bet, I bet that second year of it the is not, is not yeah. guaranteed. It's like Atlanta's like, well, we, we completed our entire offseason plan by getting rid of Dwight Howard. I guess we have this money laying around. <laughs> Let's do Coach Papa solid. I mean, he. Yeah, that's all. He They're... was good for like about a month <laughs> for a team that's good, which is easier because it's easier to to be a role player on a good team. Mm-hmm. And that's it. I mean, he didn't really play in the playoffs very much. No, never. For a team that was playing David Lee yeah. big minutes. So he probably has some issues that... We don't see. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. Let's uh, go to our ad read. Sean, you want to you make us some money here? 
Yeah, well, you're not going to believe this, but we have yet another new sponsor for Round Ball Rock. This time it's a little more high-end. It's a cell phone provider. It's Paul Pierce's Truth Wireless. Now, Paul is retired from basketball, but he is more than just a sports guy. He's a sophisticated tech expert. And Truth Wireless is the best place where the savvy sports fan can get their wireless plans. First of all, every Truth Wireless phone comes with an Ethernet port, so you can plug in anywhere. There's also a printer port, and for the Truth Wireless S, a 3.5-inch floppy drive. The proprietary Ubuntu operating system runs Windows 98, and the Truth 7 has reduced boot time to under 4 minutes. There's also a special emoji keyboard that will insert a low-resolution GIF of your favorite emojis into your tweets or text messages, though it is fully integrated into the MySpace app. Truth Wireless has partnerships with MySpace, GeoCities, and WebVan, and new users in July get a free two-week trial of Prodigy. The best feature is Twitter Hijack, an app that comes preloaded on all Truth Wireless phones. It allows you to post whatever you want on Ray Allen's Twitter account. Comes in handy when you need to make an appearance on Area 21. Sign up now with promo code DUBAROO, and they'll send you two Truth Wireless phones, which you will obviously use simultaneously. You can choose between the P-Double model and the Dumars, though the Dumars requires a five-year contract. Go ahead and ask Jeeves about other wireless plans, but you won't find a better deal than Truth Wireless. Truth Wireless. Wheel your mobile phone experience to the next level. So uh, thank you, yeah, Truth thanks, Wireless. Yeah, thanks, Truth Wireless. It'll be good. I uh, don't know if I'll be buying that one anytime soon. The phones are very <laughs> heavy. That is, you'd think they would have slimmed them down in the off season, but it just doesn't seem like that's a priority for Truth Wireless. Uh, so should we talk to Eric real quick, Sean, about uh, Eric's stuff? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's let's talk about Eric's stuff. Uh, so Eric, you used to write for Free Darko, like yes. one of the best. Like I would say, it's it is really what formed basketball as being the best internet sport. Like it's part of a huge part of it. Um, uh, I would say thank you, but when that happened, I was not on the site. So oh, uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still a big deal. But you started. You started. You were really young when yeah, you started. Yeah, so contributing, I right? began because they needed people to help out when they wrote the first book, um, and I had just graduated college, so I was twenty-two. Um, so you live in the Bay Area. Yes. And you watch a lot of Warrior games. Are you a Warriors fan? Um, so I grew up as a Warriors fan, but the team was so. I would say the first year I got really into the Warriors was the year when they drafted Weber when I was eight. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was really excited. I'm like, oh, my God, we're going to have a championship team. It's so great. And then that (laughs) didn't happen. (laughs) And so that made it so I just didn't expect anything ever. Uh, And... (laughs) The team was awful for so, so long that, like, um, I'm a Warriors fan, I'd say, but I don't, but because I grew up not expecting anything from them, Mm -hmm. I'd say that I don't, like, really care that much when they win. And then, (laughs) obviously, I've been a, like, you know, uh, uh, 
writer when they've actually been good. Um, so I, you know, I kind of had to keep things at arm's length. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm not like, I would say I'm a fan, but I'm not like a huge fan. Yeah. Yeah. There's no cheering in the internet press box. <laughs> um, let's see. Did I cheer when they won the championship this year in my seat? Uh, no. <laughs> I was excited for <laughs> JaVale, and that's probably it. <laughs> um, I was so happy for him. Me too. And just like, you know, he's... I don't know. He seems like a good dude, and uh, he earned it. He he played well this year. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I remember very specifically how mad you were when they traded Monte Ellis for Andrew Bogut. Yes. You were just like, they traded my favorite player of all time for so, my so favorite I, player I, of all time. It, it was not a bad <laughs> trade. <laughs> but he was just the only yeah. thing that made that team, like, at all fun. <laughs> and, like, I I just, I loved watching him play. Um, so it was more like I watched them often. He's the only part about this team I actually love. <laughs> I can't do that anymore. That is bad to me. <laughs> It wasn't like, I don't think that, you know, this is a, a move that they, they can build a champion or anything like that. It, it, which, it, which, oddly enough, it somehow did. Which is uh, Yeah. I just, I just kind of think, like, all this team has ever given me is, like, one or two really, really cool athletes. And I don't get to watch one of them. <laughs> I, <laughs> I would also say it has the same structure as, like, a historically what a terrible Warriors trade would be. You know, like, young for old, getting a guy that's hurt all the time, but he... He happens to be good at rebounding, which is something the Warriors <laughs> always, like, really overvalue in trades. Like... And, and it saved them a bunch of money, I believe. So it was just like, I've seen this one before. And then it turned out that they had competent people running the team for the first time in quite some time. Um, so, Eric, as a Warrior fan, I I can definitely... Like, I'm very conflicted about how, like, rooting for this, for a good team. It feels weird. Yeah, it it feels like I've been institutionalized by losing. <laughs> and I don't know what to do like when draft time comes. Exactly, because that <laughs> used to be like our 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 like uh most exciting time of the year. That was our finals. <laughs> exactly. We we got excited about <laughs> Hail Petrus and uh, <laughs> God. Oh, well, Andres Bedrins. Right. Andres Bedrins. 
Uh, Ike Diagu? We were so excited about Ike Diagu. <laughs> well, and philosophically, it used to be a team that was just all potential, and now they're a team that has achieved 100% of their potential. It isn't just that, but like they're innovators, and other teams are like trying to be them. And they're so much better than everybody else that, like, I, I, it's just so bizarre. It's like, I can't even really come up with anything to compare them to because I'm not sure that there's a analog to it. I mean, it's just like the Marlins were like the, uh, you know, most awesome team and everybody wanted to be like the Marlins. <laughs> and also everyone wrong. hated the Marlins and thought the Marlins were unfair. Right. <laughs> yeah, the Marlins are ruining baseball. <laughs> How are you supposed to compete with the Marlins? <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's also like here at Everyone is so excited about the Warriors now here. And I'm just like, why? Why? (laughs) (laughs) Haven't you watched the Warriors before? I mean, (laughs) how could you be excited? And and then I think like, oh, wait, they're actually cool now. And their calling card was defense? Like, come on. That's not what happens in Oakland. I mean, when... When did they ever have yeah. outside? It just feels like <laughs> a mistake. And well, and it's yep. a weird thing because it also doesn't feel like a mistake because they're essentially just doing what Don Nelson was doing the entire time he was there, lineup wise, except it like with competent players it was without the drinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, and not, like, picking fights for no reason. Yeah, and, and, like, the coach isn't just, we have exciting young players. I'm going to play eight guys every game. (laughs) Oh, wait, no. He didn't even play eight guys. He played, like, six. Yeah, he played six guys. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I always think one of the one of the greatest warrior fan experiences of my life was uh they only had it was like one of the last games of the season if not the very last game of the season and the warriors only had six healthy players and, <laughs> and they uh, fouled out yeah one of them fouled out early so and they ended up winning the game which I believe directly led to them getting the sixth pick in the draft instead of like the fourth. So they got like Ekpe Udo instead of Boogie Cousins. But watching the game, it was like watching a bunch of goddamn heroes. Like Monte Ellis, uh, what's his name, Reggie Williams, and Steph Curry literally never came out of the game. It was like watching the guy get the, the pedals taped to his feet and end up breaking away. Um, so the other thing, the free Darko related thing I wanted to ask you is like free Darko as a website had like a very 
idiosyncratic style of player that they always liked. Yeah. Um, like, J.R. Smith was a big free Darko player, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, who playing now do you think would be, like, free Darko favorites? So I think that's hard to answer in some ways because at the time, the kind of player that we liked or that before I I wrote there who, who other people liked was kind of under the radar in some ways. And there really aren't any players like that anymore. Like everybody on the NBA internet knows every single player like really well. (laughs) Um, So I'm not really sure if there are any guys like that. Like I really like Isaiah Whitehead who Mm -hmm. plays for the Brooklyn Nets because he has awesome moves, but he can't shoot at all. <laughs> and he can't make any layups, but he gets to the rim like in, in, in awesome ways, but he can't make any layups whatsoever. Um, so I like him a lot, but at the same time, like I think I'm not the only one who's argued that before even. So I, I don't... Um, I think that's hard to say. I will say, though, I really wish that we had the site, if only for Westbrook, because the experience of watching him every single game is just one of the most awesome things I can describe. And I, I think that the way that we discuss him is entirely wrong because I don't care if he helps them win. I think that the, the experience of Westbrook is defined largely by the times where like he takes a shot that he, he just absolutely shouldn't take under any circumstances or he drives like into somebody but it seems like he didn't really work out like how he should shoot there. Yeah. Like <laughs> he has this move where he drives and he jumps and he makes like contact with the defender, but it's like he doesn't understand that as he jumps, he has to shoot also. <laughs> he forgets. And it, it's just like. I, <laughs> the intensity with which he plays is just, I can't, I think it exists outside of like winning or losing or anything like that. I, 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 I mean, I'll say this, all my favorite books movies, etc. They all kind of feel like they could go like really really wrong at at at, at any time. And <laughs> that's essentially what I think of him too. Like, he's yeah, just, he's Yeah, sorry. What he does when Oh, no, yeah. Just what he does playing basketball almost feels like when you're playing a video game 
where you're 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 unlocking achievements more than trying to like win a race. You know what I mean? Like like with Russell Westbrook, it's almost like yeah, he hit a thirty footer in someone's face. Once that happened, the outcome or of the game almost doesn't he matter tried because to. that's like the most memorable he doesn't even thing. Have to make <laughs> yeah, right. It. He just like he tried to shoot it. And the way he dunks in the middle of games feels like it comes from some almost like a need he has inside him that doesn't necessarily have exactly. To and, and like he said a couple months ago, he's like, my best friend is the basketball. And everybody's like, oh, <laughs> ha, ha, that's so funny. And he says, I don't think you got it. I'm entirely serious. <laughs> he's. So well, it also seems like it would make sense that he... <laughs> my favorite play with him is when I don't know if you guys remember this, but a couple years ago, he it was I think a couple weeks after Durant had injured himself against the Warriors, and he he ended up being uh, out for the year. Mm-hmm. At the end of a game, I think, I want to say it was against Phoenix, I think. He drove, and he got a dent in the side of his head. Oh, I, I do remember this. Oh, right! Person, period. He just had dent in the side of his head. <laughs> in retrospect, maybe that's proof he's a robot. Well, but, like, with, like, a that, weird... That. um that's great yeah westbrook is a guy i for sure also thought of free darko loving Giannis, i feel like they would have loved but then he's up there far (laughs) he's up there too yeah um I, you? Actually, oh, I, I, I think that I discussed this with Nathaniel at the end of the season. And I think I are, who did I say was number two? I'll try to think about it, but we'll, we'll get back to it. And he, he said his number two would be Giannis now. And I want to say mine was potentially cousins but i don't think that's right cousins would also yeah for sure (laughs) and i think it's weird that i almost think that the success of steph curry almost invalidates it because the way he plays and like his crazy like like him hitting us a near half court shot to to win a game is not as free darko as him trying a behind-the-back pass with two minutes to go in the fire. Well, I, I don't think people really understand, like, how reckless he, he plays. He takes a <laughs> lot of chances. It's just he's, he's awesome, so it doesn't matter. Um, I'm trying to think who, who the other guy I said was. I think... Uh, I don't know. I'm oh, it's still th- Joe Johnson, right? <laughs> I I always thought the interest in him was a little weird, to be honest. 
Yes. <laughs> That's why I brought it up. He was like in in the book. He was a good chapter, but I don't really have an argument for Joe Johnson. I I can't claim one. Um, I I'm sorry. I'm just like looking at a list right now, and I'm trying to 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 come up with something. But um, I feel like. Kawhi is not discussed in that uh, mold quite so often because he kind of seems like a crazy person to me. Yeah, 100%. Wasn't he arguing earlier this year about how important, like, the different pH of the water you drink is I, important? I, I didn't see that, but that seems right. Like, when he just, like, rips a ball from somebody... That's really weird. Like, other guys don't try to play that yeah, way. D- <laughs> yeah, just one hand like that. It just seems like that's something that has not happened. I haven't ever seen that before. before, but he does does that often. Yeah, I almost think like when you watch somebody like LeBron, the thing that stands out when you're like, no one's ever really done this before, is the chase down block element, where. You know, you'd occasionally see it like there's, you know, Tayshaun Prince chased down an old-ass Reggie Miller. But with LeBron James, it's this one time when you've... I just don't remember ever being nervous about that when a guy is, like, has a wide-open breakaway layup like that. And with LeBron in the game, you actually worry see, about I, it all the time. Even I he think still his doesn't, weirdest yeah. thing is when he makes a pass, like, across uh, the court really easily. Oh, totally. Oh, the th- the thing that's like a textbook. Exactly, don't do but that it's like thing. just a, a a easy pass for him. Well, you know, Michael Vick used to kind of do that in football too, where they'd always say like, "Well, never, never throw the ball across your body," and it's like, "Well, if you have a cannon, you kind of yeah. have a can." <laughs> like he he had a lot of success. Oh, I I I should also say uh, Embiid is is up there too, but. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I think that I I put him up there also because, like, he could play 20 games for the rest of his, you know, life, basically. Like, he might not be able to play, but when he does, he's 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 a all star and he just kind of is. I'm sorry. Oh, for that, sure. That was it. It. it inarticulate but like he's um, <laughs> he's just like I I think the fact that you don't really know how long he can last means that he's more exciting uh, yeah no that's 100% true yeah. I mean he's a guy that it's interesting like I think we're all going to remember for the rest of our lives even if he never plays a basketball game again Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Which I guess the closest thing to that would have been like Bill Walton. <laughs> he played a long time though. Yeah. <laughs> but he also was hurt a long time. <laughs> yeah, I I think it's like it's like if if Odin had been instantly like all-star quality was also uh-huh. really cool too. 
Yeah, Odin wasn't exactly cool. No. <laughs> if you remember correctly, when he was in college, what he said was, I would like to be a math teacher when I retire. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, if you want to sell some shoes, you talk about math. <laughs> All right, it's time, I think it's time, to end our show. And previously, we were ending our show on a game. Uh, and it was, we were matching the Golden State Warriors up against super teams. But now, it's time to unveil our new game. Uh, and the game is called, What Are They Doing Right This Second? Where we'll take famous NBA personalities and decide, and each of us will say what we think that personality is doing at that moment. Then we'll put a poll up on Twitter for you guys to decide who was right. And then we will keep the, we, well, Dubaroo will keep the record as it goes on throughout the season. Everybody got that? How the game works? (laughs) All right. So yes, yes. Today, we're choosing one of Eric's favorite people. He's come up already on the show. Sacramento Kings owner Vivek Ranadive. Guys, what is Vivek Ranadive doing right this minute? Okay. So I think he is I think he is still in Vegas, but he has gotten sick of going <laughs> to basketball games. And I also think he booked his hotel room something like seven months in advance because of some reason. I think he's playing uh, blackjack at one of those weird casinos that's like single deck, but you get like a queen of spades bonus (laughs) Uh or something like that. It's some very arbitrary casino game, and he's playing like a regimented system. But he's betting very low stakes. But he's just trying to prove a weird gambling theory. And I think he might be wearing uh, the kind of sunglasses that oh, like uh, with, poker uh, players holograms wear on front, to disguise the their intentions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though, it, even though it doesn't matter if you have a tell in blackjack, but he's just like all in on this weird robot gambling system. I think that's what he's doing. And he's definitely in downtown Vegas. He's not on the strip. He's at, like, the Four Queens or something. I think he's trying to figure out a way to put biometrics into one of those, like, weird sweatshirts he's always wearing that connects to the robot at the Golden One Arena. So the robot can bring him water and snacks when his blood sugar is low without him even knowing. <laughs> okay. Isn't it a parking robot? I, I thought it picked up garbage in the arena. <laughs> I think it's like a large Roomba. But I, I might be wrong. It could be a parking robot. <laughs> because I believe it's the same kind of robot that they have in uh, Palo Alto. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, okay, okay. I still okay. think he's. I still sense. think he's Wait, trying so... to connect that robot to his ass. Yeah, no, I, I. I mean, he's probably <laughs> trying to do other things. With 
<laughs> and I really think that that of his players, he's really trying to make Costa Kufos wear a sweatshirt too the most. What are you talking about? What kind of clothes does he wear? What are, what? <laughs> he wears he... like they're like North Face fleeces that are clearly like tailored to him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's 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 what he's wearing during that uh, embarrassing oh, I, Kevin yes, Johnson but, thing, right? I see what you're talking. It's kind of like yeah. a zip-up fleece, almost. I see what you're talking about. Um, you guys have been out of the Bay Area too long because everybody wears these. I mean, I, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so I, I have a hard time answering this question because I've actually had it, interactions with, with him before. What? Yes. So Stouskins? I made... No, 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 not yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, I <laughs> So, I made a joke, uh, I think when the Malcolm Gladwell book came out that he was in, uh, where, he co- where he talked about when he coached his kid's team, and <laughs> he ran a press the entire game, even when they were up, like, really yeah. big. And I said, who does this? Like... What kind of league was this where you're going to run a press the entire game? Like, what kind of competition is this where you feel like that's necessary? This is nuts. So Uh I tweeted. I don't think the tweets were, like, all that popular. I think I got a couple uh, retweets or something like that. I got a call a day later from a PR person at the Kings saying that he wanted to talk to me about (gasps) it. So we worked that out. A couple hours later, he called me on speakerphone with all of his, like, management people also there with him. And he explained why he ran the press, (laughs) what kind of team he had, what they were good at, what they were good at. Like, for, like... Half an hour, maybe, he, he just went through all of this with me. And, like, I didn't care about the jokes all that much. So I said, like, okay, cool, man. That's it. And then at the end of it, he invited me to be his personal guest at a Kings game. Did you go? I followed wow. up later, and I never heard back from him. <laughs> But yeah, he he had been owner for like three months or so, I think, at that point. Um, so I I think, you know, he cared and he wanted to make it clear that he was going to change the culture around the Kings and that sort of thing. So yeah, he, he went all out based on a tweet that got like, I don't know, like one or two likes maybe. <laughs> So I can't really tell you what he's doing right now because he's he's got he's a complicated well, man. He, he has a lot of legs. I think what your answer should be then is explaining strategy to someone who tweeted about him. <laughs> he's calling a person who tweeted about him right. But this like second. he has a lot of ideas. He had the idea to, to you know. Have a guy who's always cherry picking. Uh, 
he's had ideas that uh, healed is going to be the next Curry. <laughs> yes. Uh, he thought Nick Stauskas was going to be the next Clay Thompson. Yeah, I love that he's in the NBA. I have to say, I really love him in the NBA. Like, I don't really like any owners, but if, if you're going to be an owner, be just out there. Be yeah. not so guy, who, you know, who calls a blogger in the middle of the day because he wrote a joke on Twitter. <laughs> well, it's funny because I thought Robert Pera was going to be our craziest owner. When there were like he doesn't stories. really do anything anymore. I know, but when he first came out, there were like stories where like, oh, he wants Dave Yeager to wear a headset <laughs> on the sideline. <laughs> but then immediately, like almost like six months later, he was supplanted by an even crazier version of the guy they were writing about in Vivek. <laughs> I believe. Uh, so I think Robert Para played in these. Celebrity game like two years ago. Oh or yeah, I texted like to vote for him like twenty five. Yes, he yes. took it really seriously too. I <laughs> Not as seriously as uh, Ed, who the guy who played Ed. Yeah, yeah, Ed from Ed. <laughs> yeah, uh, celebrity <laughs> legend Ed from Ed. Ed Ed was really into it. By the <laughs> I love when a guy is really into the summer, into the uh, celebrity game, though. It's like oh, my yeah. favorite thing. <laughs> because why? Why not? I mean, you know, you're playing <laughs> against. Uh, I don't even who played this year. I I forget, but Michael Rappaport probably. Well, it's always it now. It's always uh, what's his name from Arcade Fire. Oh right. Win. <laughs> win, yeah. It's always Win Butler from the arcade. He takes player. it really seriously too, and then yeah. he and then he makes a political statement <laughs> yeah. at the end of the game. Because what what better political platform than the celebrity game? I mean, still my game. favorite celebrity game moment was the I believe it was the first year of the celebrity game when Richard Jefferson who was playing in the NBA at the time, played in it, and was playing really hard. Why did he play? I mean, he was in, like, his third year in the NBA yeah. or something. Each team they gave them, it was Catino Mobley, I think, on one team, and Richard Jefferson on the other. And Catino Mobley was not playing hard, but Richard Jefferson really was. I think at one point he, like, pinned, like, a Ashton Kutcher layup. <laughs> <laughs> he had like nine dunks. It was hilarious. <laughs> um, well, I think that's our show. I thought we had breaking news, oh, but it was, was non-breaking non -breaking news. news. So <laughs> it was Carmelo Anthony was supposed to go to Houston, but it's just a bluff because no one will take Ryan Anderson. Or the or it's something like there's a team that will take Ryan Anderson, but they have a contract <laughs> that's worse than Ryan Anderson that the Knicks and Rockets won't take. So, so nothing's happening. But but it did 
it did come out that uh, the reason Carmelo Anthony is willing to go to Houston is because James Harden recruited <laughs> him at Fashion Week in Paris. What show? What show were they at? <laughs> I assume it. I assume it's uh, someone who makes garish hats, because that's all Carmelo seems to be interested in, fashion-wise. Top hats, chapeaus, just a beach blanket Babylon style, towering hats, like whatever. A hat couture, I think it's called. Um. Well, I don't even know what to say to that. Eric, thank you so much for coming on. Is there anything you'd like to, to do it. plug? Oh, yeah. Uh, no. Uh, I'm at Freeman Eric on Twitter. Um, that is all I'll be writing for soon enough. Um, so <laughs> I'm there, and otherwise uh, I'll just be hanging out for a while. Well, you, they should follow you on Twitter because you are one of my favorite Twitters. Oh, thank Sean, you. Sean, you're welcome. Sean, anything you want to plug? Well, let me see. Uh, yeah, just go see the business on Monday nights in Echo Park. And on Friday, August 4th, I'll be performing in conjunction with the Sonoma County Fair uh, at the uh, Lagunitas Brewery. So Friday at 8 on um, And as always, you can catch me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz. Where today I tweeted, I wonder what Twitter would have been like if it were around when Africa broke apart from North and South America. Hashtag Antarctica. Don't really get what I was tweeting there, but okay. Wow. <laughs> he's, a, he's a Pangeaist. Climate change <laughs> is unfair. Uh, and as always, guys, please re- uh, rate, review, Tweet, email, we want to hear from all of you. Um, Dave should be back at some point next week. And, uh, yeah, trust the process, guys. Trust the process. Shut it down. Let's go home. Yo, yo, the name's G-Time. Big frame, big game, call me big time. Ball hard every night and every day. From the Berg, I'll rep it in a big way. Come too close, I'll hit you with the blow by. Straight to the rim, I'm just too high. Stay back and I'll hit the J. Try to stop me, there's just no way. But it's not about me, it's about the team. Going to the tourney with a full head of steam. Ships are close, it's at our back door. Get a few dubs, we'll be in the final four. Not stopping there, that's not in store. Push it to the limit, we want more. Yeah. I'm too tall, yo. Yo, I'm too small, though. Yo, I'm right in the middle, though. Yo, yo, yo. Too big, though. Too big, yo. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.